Welcome to our award-winning Modern Practice Podcast. On this episode, we'll examine the changes to CMS billing guidelines under the Physician Fee Schedule for the next year. These guidelines include rules around billing for split shared visits, and they'll have a huge impact on healthcare organizations. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Villanueva, Principal for Operation and Qualities at Vizient and Practicing Internist, and I'll discuss these issues with two of my nurse practitioner colleagues at Vizient, Kristen Hunt and Jennifer Sarno. Kristen and Jennifer, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So Kristen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role here at Vizient? Hi, yeah, thanks, Tom. I'm happy to be here. I'm Kristen Hunt. I am the Senior Director of Clinical Team Insights, and I am a nurse practitioner by background. I still actually practice in the pediatric ICU, and I've been leading the Clinical Team Insights for, I guess, about almost four years now at Vizient. And I'm Jennifer Sarno. I'm the Programmatic Advisor Director for Clinical Team Insights. Been with Vizient for about six and a half years now and working with Kristen on our program to really help optimize the workforce and focus on team-based care. So team, when talking about split and shared visits, this has caused a lot of confusion really around the country. And I'll be honest, there are moments I've been confused about this. And I'm actually very curious of what's going to occur with many of the markets going into 2023. So let's just level set here. Can you give us a brief overview of what the split or shared visits are all about and why really CMS came up with these guidelines? Thanks for that question, Tom. You're right. There's a lot of confusion that this has created, a lot of anxiety and worry around this new rule. And so educating everyone around this rule is really the most important first step to take. And so in 2022, this is a transitional year. And so they're looking at billing split shared visits around the substantive portion and allowing the qualifying activities and medical decision making to come into account for the substantive portion. That's going to go away in 2023. And in 2023, it's going to be just time-based. So truly split shared visits, it's going to be whichever provider provided more than 50% of the care, they contributed more than 50% of the time to that patient care is going to be the billing provider. And so, of course, this is very concerning. And I think Kristen, she can probably share some of the data around APPs are doing a lot of the work right now, but they're not often billing. Right, Kristen? Right. We have to think about the way that we deliver care and the way our teams have evolved over the last few years. APPs have really started becoming key members of the care team, working side by side and partnered with the physician colleagues. And so what we've seen is a partner-based, team-based care throughout the organizations. What we're seeing with the change and what we're concerned about is that it's going to be a huge disruptor for this team-based concept. When we think about who's doing the work currently, we turn to our clinical team insights data and we saw in here, 80% of our APPs are performing the consults, but only 39% are billing for them currently. We looked at the daily notes. When you're looking at daily rounding and writing your progress note, we've got 93% of our APPs are performing these daily progress notes, yet only 56% are billing for these activities. And then we look at discharges. We've got 82% of our APPs performing these discharges yet only 39% are billing. And so when we're thinking about who's doing the work and when we look at all the different components included in this time-based metric, charting is only one small piece. There's lots of other pieces that we have to consider. So we have to think about the prep work, time to look at all the lab values, the time to actually go see the patient, and then all of the consults and continued coordination of care with the other specialist. And so we've got to add up all of these times to see who is actually billing, spending 50% of the time with the patient. 
this just seems like a huge administrative burden that's coming down the pike to these already stressed, already overworked clinicians. So Kristen, that's actually fantastic data from the clinical insights here at Visient, but has CMS actually stated a reason behind them doing this? Looking at the data, it tells us that the APPs are doing the majority of the work, yet they're not billing for them. So CMS reimburses an APP at 85% of what they would a physician fee schedule of 100%. So if you're billing a split shared and you're billing under the physician NPI, they're getting reimbursed at 100%. Yet, as we saw through the statistics, the APPs are doing the majority of the work. So they only want to reimburse at 85% if the APPs are truly doing this. You know, I kind of get that, but I mean, this is going to affect a lot of workflows. Do we understand what the impact of these guidelines are going to be? And quite frankly, is the C-suite even ready for this? I mean, it's going to be ready in six months. Yeah, there's not a lot of time to be prepared and have these new workflows in place, Tom. So it's going to impact a lot. It's going to impact culture. It's going to impact workflows. It's going to impact how we distribute the work. Right. So what it really goes back to is the billing provider is the one that gets the RVUs. And we know that we live in a world where providers are mostly compensated on productivity. Correct. So when you think about this change, well, if the APP is doing more, spending more than 50% of the time seeing a patient, providing care, and they're billing, then the RVUs are going to go to that APP. So this is really going to start affecting how our teams that have evolved over the last several years are distributing the workload. There's going to be a grab for those RVUs, right? Right. If we continue to live in this world where we're compensating and incentivizing on provider productivity. I just wanted to add into that, Jennifer, what you're saying is exactly true. Our teams have learned how to work together. We have evolved and created that team environment. And by doing this, our organizational structures, the compensation models, the productivity measurements, they have not evolved like our teams have. And so we've naturally just kind of accepted not knowing the productivity of our APPs because, you know what, we were meeting our patients' needs. We were creating these great outcomes. And so we just kind of went along with it and just kind of accepted, okay, we're just not going to know how productive our APPs are. But by making this change, it's forcing our organizations to also evolve evolve their productivity metrics, evolve their compensation methodology to truly support the team environment that we are providing to our patients. I kind of looked at this when I first learned about the ruling as kind of, if you will, forcing the hand towards the team approach to care and having our APPs work at top of license. I saw that as what they were trying to do in the beginning. In addition to that, whether you either agree with this methodology or not, it's going to be a disruption to what you're doing at this moment. So part of this is really timed. Now, here's where I'll see many of our colleagues say, you know, it's not so much quantity, but the quality of the visit. But we need to help with some of the clarity of what we mean by time, because it's also setting up the visit, looking at data. What is these new rulings when it comes to time? Yeah, that's really important to know because providers, physicians and APPs are going to have to track this. Mm -hmm. And you don't see a patient and perform all the activities at the same time. So you're going to have to keep track of looking at their previous medical records, reviewing consultants notes, doing that coordination of care, patient and family education, seeing the patient, examining the patient, all that counts towards the time spent on the care. And so 
it's going to be important that all the providers know what activities count towards the time and they incorporate a way to track that into their daily workflow. I think I understand it, but can you give us an example? Sure. So if you look at how a lot of our APPs function currently, they kind of tee up the patients a lot of times, right? So as a nurse practitioner, I would come in in the morning, I'll look over all the patient's charts, pull all the information together. I'll go see that patient, go over their results, talk about the plan of care, educate the patient and their family, write the note. And then I may go to my collaborating or supervising physician and review that patient with the attending. And then they may go by, see the patient, do another exam, document that they reviewed all the information that I provided and documented and sign off. And if that physician attests to the fact that they're doing the medical decision-making currently, that could be billed under the physician's NPI, where in 2023, Mm -hmm. that same scenario that visit's going to be billed under the APP's NPI and reimbursed at that 85% of the physician fee schedule. But love to talk about that more too, because this is where we can't focus all of our attention and efforts and get hung up on that 85%. So I think that many organizations are going to be hung up on that 85%, but truth is that there's an opportunity here as well. And we've got only six months. So what can organizations do to optimize practices with these new guidelines? Well, I think we've learned something from our critical care. Time-based billing has already been implemented in 2022 with our critical care. So we've already are seeing that as the APPs are billing for those critical patients, they're actually, in the long run, we're seeing more productivity between the entire team with the APP billing, just like we saw in the ambulatory space when the APP started billing and then the physician started billing. And not just productivity, they're seeing that provider groups that employ APPs and have each provider working at the top of their training and education, those practices perform better financially. So that 85%, it's a wash. You actually end up making up for that and you actually can have higher revenues by having APPs and physicians providing the appropriate care to patients at the highest level of their training and education. So it goes back to the basics, having the right patient seen by the right person at the right time. So in actuality, this should be a way of alleviating the biggest issue that many of our members has, which is access. So now you could see that certain patient groups can go to the APP, not take up the physician schedule and the physician, hypothetically speaking, maybe the more sicker patients, in which time it gives the opportunity, if you will, to actually increase access as a whole. Yeah, and that's exactly what we need to be doing is focusing on the patients and what is the patient's needs and improving access. That's going to improve our quality metrics. That's going to improve the financial stability of the organization. It's going to have a complete downstream effect. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. I want to thank Kristen and Jennifer for joining us, and they'll both return for the next episode to talk about tactics you can use to optimize efficiency under these guidelines. And if you'd like to contact either of them, we place their email in the resource section of our podcast page. And if you have any additional questions pertaining to modern practice or simply want to send us your comments, please contact me at our email, modernpracticepodcast.com. We've posted a link in our resource section as well. And please join us for other Modern Practice Podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments. I'm Dr. Tom Villanueva. Thank you so much for listening.